I'm Pastor Adam Burton at Central Baptist Church in Maysville, Kentucky, and you are listening to our weekly sermon podcast. I pray that God blesses you through the proclamation of His Word. If you are in Maysville, we would love to see you at one of our worship services. We gather every Sunday at 1045 a.m. and 6 o'clock p.m. at 437 Central Avenue in Maysville. If you are listening outside of Maysville, my desire is for you to be in weekly attendance at a Bible-believing church where you live. This week's sermon is from our Christmas series titled God's Greatest Gift. Maybe there's not anything that's, that's really wrong, but for some reason, you just aren't enjoying Christmas this year. It's not providing the emotional lift that, that you anticipated. And in fact, it's almost depressing. See, the world does not really look like a, a winter wonderland for you, maybe. It just looks like a dark, dreary winter. Disillusionment at Christmas, it's not an unusual thing. You know, we get so hyped up with these expectations about what Christmas is supposed to be that that often the real thing doesn't measure up and when it doesn't, we are left disappointed. So what can you do this Christmas to avoid disillusionment? The answer is, is found in In the story of the Magi, in Matthew chapter 2. If you have your Bible, go ahead and turn with me there to to Matthew chapter chapter 2. See, the Magi, they were these wise men from the east. And they saw a, a star that indicated the birth of a new king in Israel. So wanting to honor him with with gifts, they they set out on this journey following the star to find this newborn king. And from the attitudes of these wise men and the events that surrounded their journey, we see how we can raise our level of joy at Christmas. So read with me here, Matthew chapter 2, we'll be looking at verses 1 through 15. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired to them where the Christ was to be born. They told him, in Bethlehem of Judea. For so it is written by the prophet, And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. Now, After listening to the king, they went on their way, and behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly and with great joy, And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother. And they fell down and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. 
and being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. May God bless the reading of His holy word. There are three lessons that, that we can learn from this story of, of the Magi. The first is answering this question, what do you seek? What do you seek? So your level of joy at Christmas is directly related to what you seek. Now what is it that I want to get out of Christmas? What, what is it that would make your Christmas wonderful and, and satisfying? Is it snow? Doesn't look like we're going to get that this year. Is it all the family getting together and, and being happy? Is it a feeling that, that you define as that holiday spirit? Maybe it's finding the right present to give. Or getting the present that, that you have been hoping for. But the problem with all of these is that they can leave us disappointed. I remember one, one particular Christmas when I was in, in middle school, a young teenager. Now, I don't know if your parents have, have noticed this, but as your children get older, their choice in toys gets more expensive. This particular year, uh, I had a, a rather pricey Christmas list. I had asked for a CD player and a starter jacket. Now, CD players have, have become a, a relic, and the starter brand is something now that you, you just get at Walmart. But back in the day, all the cool kids had a CD player and a starter jacket. And I wanted to be in that group. To be honest, I put both of those things on my Christmas list, but I did not expect to get both the CD player and the starter jacket. I just just thought that I would, you know, just shoot the moon and see what I might get. I remember how excited that I was. Because at first I opened up a CD and... CD was, it was Amy Grant, and yes, I was, uh, was one of those kids. Um, but I remember getting that CD, and I was like, okay, my mind started thinking, because what good is a CD without a CD player? And then my parents, being much wiser than I, gave me the CD player, and then I opened that, and I was so excited. But then after everybody had, had opened the gifts... My dad told me that I had had one more gift to open. To my surprise, it was that starter jacket. I couldn't believe it. I grinned for weeks after that Christmas. I mean, Amy Grant played a repeat continuously for days. and, And I couldn't wait to go back to school to show off my starter jacket. You know, as special as that Christmas was. You know, the next year's Christmas was... It was kind of a letdown. You know, honestly, I, I don't remember a thing that I got that year. And I'm sure it was a great Christmas, and I'm sure I got plenty of nice things, but, but compared to what I got before, it wasn't memorable. Those gifts, I, they, they paled in comparison to that, that CD player in, in the starter jacket. Have you ever had that, that kind of experience when you were disappointed by Christmas because it did not deliver what you thought it would? See, the problem is not Christmas. 
It's in our expectations. We are looking for the wrong thing. The Magi, they, they showed us how to increase our level of joy by looking for the right thing. What was it that, that they were looking for? Well, verse 2 tells us, They came to Jerusalem and said, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. The Magi were looking for Jesus. Christmas for them was an opportunity to worship Jesus. See, this is what we need to be looking for and expecting this Christmas, an experience of worship, a fresh glimpse of who he was born, who, of who was born the King of the Jews. See, if our goal this Christmas is to worship Jesus, then I doubt very seriously that we're going to be dissatisfied with our experience. That's why I, I love the, the Christmas Eve service, December 24th, because it is an opportunity for us to, to leave all of the gift wrapping that still needs to be done and the cookie making to singularly focus on the worship of Jesus. For it's the reason we celebrate, right? We say it all the time. And all of us, we, we all have Christmas traditions. You know, some have, have, have been doing the holidays the same way for, for generations, while others are creating their new traditions as a young family. If you're not already doing so, I would ask you, would you consider making a Christmas Eve worship service part of your tradition? Now, obviously, I mean, if you are in Maysville, I would love for you to be a part of our service, right? Tomorrow night, 5 o'clock, right here. But I know many of you travel to see family. We often do the same. But I'm confident that you can find a church that has a Christmas Eve service where, wherever you're going to be to take an hour or so out of the night to focus on Jesus. You might say, I mean, I've got a house full of people that, and I can't leave it and go to church. But think of the powerful testimony that that would show your family. If you were to say, you know, I know we've been doing Christmas this way for a long time. But this year, John, just please indulge me. Let's, let's try something new. I mean, it would mean so much if we would take one hour of the night to go to church. And then... We can come back and we can eat the beautiful dinner and visit and open up some gifts. That's one of the reasons I, I like doing it a little early at, at 5 o'clock because then you can kind of kick off the evening. If those of you that, that, that work and come right after work or, you know, if you're you know, engaged in preparing things, you can just leave it and then come to church and then go back and eat and you have the rest of the evening to, to visit. Plus, you can get those little ones in bed before, you know, Santa comes in, in the morning. Second lesson that we see from this story of the Magi is this, that answering the question, where do you look? Where do you look? See, your level of joy at Christmas is directly related to, to where you look. See, we learn from the Magi that, that there are wrong and right places to, to look for Christmas. They started by looking at the wrong place. They looked where their own human reasoning said that they should look. 
And I mean, the, the, the star indicated the birth of a new king in Israel. And where would you go to find a king? They went to the capital. They went to the palace where Herod the Great was in the capital city of Jerusalem. But oh, what a mistake that was. Because that, when Herod had heard that the birth of this new king, he jealously sought to destroy him. He cunningly sought information from the Magi so that he could go and find Jesus and, and remove that threat to his throne. You know, we too are, are tempted to, to look for joy in Christmas and in the wrong places. We think by getting or by giving the right gift that you will be satisfied. We imagine that, that being with family will be joyful. And giving a, a gift and being with family should be joyful occasions, all right? But, but all of these can easily disappoint us. You may not be able to afford the right gift for that loved one. Maybe family members are missing from your celebration this year. If you are looking to these things for joy, then you may be left with this feeling of disillusionment. See, the Magi, they, they, in looking at the right place, they, they found it when they, when they looked to God. See, the trip to Jerusalem, it wasn't a total loss. While, they, while there, they, they discovered where they should have looked in the first place. They should have looked to the Bible. See, the scribes in Jerusalem said that according to the prophet Micah, the Messiah was to be born not in Jerusalem, but in Bethlehem. With this new information, they, they looked again at the star and they followed it to Bethlehem until it stood over the house where the child lived. Why is it that, that when we are faced with a big decision or encounter this major life-altering interruption, as we looked at last week, the Bible is often the last place that we look. You know what I mean? We, we ask advice from all kinds of, of people and we get as many opinions that, that just leave us even more confused. We seek counsel from, you know, that, that co-worker that has made poor life choice after life choice after life choice, treating their advice that they give us as, it is, as if it's divine revelation. See, God's Word should be the first place that we look for guidance. We shouldn't open our Bibles only on the occasion that we're, that we're struggling. Rather, we should consume God's Word and let it influence every facet of our lives. Now, yesterday, I watched the cats finally play up to their potential. To be honest, it was the, the first game that I've really enjoyed watching all, all season. One phrase that, that I've heard Cal say often is to trust the process. To trust the process. You see, Kentucky recruits the best players in the country, but that doesn't immediately translate to success on, on the court, does it? No, it takes time and diligent practice for a group of five or six or seven superstars to begin playing up to their potential. Most games in basketball, a, a team doesn't win because of, of luck. 
No, it's, it's the hundreds of hours spent in the gym throwing up three-pointer after three-pointer or running drill after drill to win that hard work that you put in behind the scenes translates into a win on the basketball court. In the same way, we can't fill our minds with the garbage of this world and then expect to see an Instagram post of a Bible verse and your life is immediately changed. We must feast on the Bible and allow it to transform us through the power of the Holy Spirit. We do this by, by reading it. You know, one of the key indicators of spiritual maturity is someone who daily reads their Bible. And I'm not talking about just opening a verse here or, or there. If you want to grow in your faith, you need to spend time reading the Bible daily. Secondly, you need to regularly sit under the preaching of God's Word. There is power in the, in the preaching of the Bible. You know, if you just come to church whenever you feel like it, ever so often, then you're not going to be growing in your faith. You must also be in regular Bible study with other believers. Sunday school is essential to your growth as a Christian. I mean, gathering with, with your friends to, to read the Bible and, and to see how it applies to each one of you, that's an exciting event. We should want to be with them and to, and to hear how and to learn from each other how God's Word can impact our lives. Thankfully, the Magi, they, they listened to the prophet. They heard God's Word and they obeyed it. And they traveled to Bethlehem to find Jesus. So may we too listen to God's word. Lastly, we answer the question, what do you give? What do you give? See, your level of joy at Christmas is directly related to what you give. The other day, Riley was, was playing with this toy manger scene that we had given her. Sometimes with the, this, she, she has the traditional scene, you know, with, with the, the, the family in, in, the, in the stall, and then you've got the, the shepherds and the wise men, and you've got the animals. Other times, Barbie joins in with the, the manger, and, um, and sometimes Anna and Elsa join in as, as well. You, you never know uh, what's going to happen, but this, this one time I, I pointed out to her the, the wise men that were there, and she corrected me as she does, and says that these are, they're not the wise men. No, they're, they are the gift givers. And I walked away mumbling myself, you know, what do I know, you know? <laughs> but she's right. See, the Magi came to, to Jesus' house bearing gifts. The gifts they gave were entirely appropriate. They gave gold. The gift for a king. By giving it, they acknowledged that Jesus was and is the king. They gave frankincense. A gift for a priest. This was the incense that the priest used in the temple. So by giving it, they acknowledged that Jesus was a priest. The one who would bring us to God. They also gave myrrh. A gift 
for the dead. This was a fragrant ointment used to anoint a body before burial. So by giving this gift, they acknowledged that Jesus had come to die for the sins of the world. We ought to give appropriate gifts as, at Christmas as well. Now don't get me wrong, I'm not talking about material gifts here. I mean, it is, it's right and, and appropriate to give material gifts. Don't go, you know, take all the presents away. But, but here I'm talking about more important things than, than material gifts. We ought to give the gift of our love and kindness to our friends and family. You know, most all of us are going to be off at least one day over the next few. Don't just spend quantity time with your family, but, but spend quality time with them. Pray that this season will be used to grow your family even closer together than they are now. We also should give the gift of our help to those who are, are hurting. Maybe it's you just pick up the phone and, and call someone who has recently lost a loved one or, or take a meal to somebody who is struggling right now. We must also give the gift of, of forgiveness, especially to those that have hurt us. Sometimes the holidays can, can bring up old wounds. Forgive those that have wronged you, and seek forgiveness for those with whom you have wronged. Show grace to one another. Now, when you get into a house full of family members who aren't used to, to spending uh, uh, this amount of time together, I can almost promise you that your nerves will be tested at some point. When that time comes... Just take a deep breath and allow those annoyances to just roll off of your back. See, giving these kinds of, of gifts here, they will result in a, in a joyous and a meaningful Christmas. So what are you giving at Christmas this year? What are you giving for Christmas this year? Why not? Consider giving yourself. Give your time to your family. Give your compassion to the hurting. Give your forgiveness to the isolated. And give your heart to Jesus. If you have never given your life to Jesus, do so today. This baby that we're going to celebrate in a couple of days was born to come to die for your sins. And He invites you today to give your life to Him. In a moment, we're going to have a, a song of invitation, a time for us to, to sing in response to hearing God's Word. If you feel that God is, is tugging at your heart this morning, would you please come down and see me? I'm going to be standing down here in the front. And allow me to share with you the greatest gift ever. The gift of salvation. For those of us that have already given our lives to Christ, would you commit your love to love Him even more this coming year? Would you commit to, to spending more time daily in God's Word? 
making worship a regular part of your week and looking forward to studying the Bible with friends this coming year. Now, if you trust the process, I can't promise you that you're going to win a national championship, but you will be closer to God. And that's greater than 10 national championships. I promise you that when you look for the right thing, when you look in the right places, and you give the right gift, you will have joy at Christmas. Would you pray with me, please? Almighty Father, we bow before you right now after hearing your word. God, we're thankful that for the Magi, that you sent them to worship King Jesus. As all they, they took the wrong path initially, they got through your word, you pointed them into the right direction to this town of, of Bethlehem. And God, we're thankful for the, the gifts that they gave this young child of gold and frankincense and, and myrrh. For they knew who Jesus was, that He was the Messiah. God, even 2,000 years later, we still worship King Jesus. We worship Him for who He is and for what He has done. God, we are so grateful for the gift that You give us in salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. God, I pray that each one of us here have embraced and accept that gift that you have given us and that we will radically change our lives and repent from our sin and, and turn to you, God. That we would seek to live a life that is, is holy. That we would seek to be people who are givers because we have gotten the greatest gift ever. God, I pray that we would that we would look for joy and not in the material things of this world, but that we would singularly keep our focus on you. For only you can provide true and lasting joy. It's in Jesus Christ, the name of Jesus, that we pray. Amen. This is Pastor Adam again. Thank you for listening to our weekly sermon podcast. I would love to hear from you and to pray for you. You can contact me via email at adam at adamburton.net. Also, please check Central Baptist Church out on Facebook as well as our website, cbcmaysville.com. May God bless you.